This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Whatever your tastes, you'll find it weeknights. On Joy 94.9, something for everybody. Do you want to hold your own in a sports conversation? Get a better pub quiz score or just like the sound of two boys talking about ball sports? Then join Ben and Rolly in the locker room on Joy 94.9. Welcome into the locker room on Joy 94.9, your show for news, views, interviews about sport in our community. Thanks to SJ and Chris uh, for bringing us home uh, in the crash show. And, of course, to Gary on the news desk. He's stolen some of our thunder with his very good sports update. Uh, We may have to drag him into the locker room, I think, in a couple of weeks' time or something. Well, you can hold his hand. Uh, He's waving his approval of that, I think. (laughs) Two thumbs up. Uh, Tonight in the locker room, we take our weekly look at what's happening both at grassroots level and sport on the international stage, all from a queer perspective. Mark Rollins, my name, and I'm joined on the massage tables tonight by Smithy and Adam. Welcome into Studio 2, lads. Uh, it's actually Studio 3, but... OK, Studio 3 <laughs> at 220 Burke Street. There we go. Welcome to the Joy Studios. Uh, on tonight's show, with the Aussie men already losing the ashes in England, the attention turns to the women who are trying to regain some Aussie sporting pride. So we d- decided to have a, we'll have a chat with Vice Captain Alex Blackwell. We are also talking to the woman behind Wonder Woman, an exciting new photography exhibition looking at strong sporting women in the male-dominated arena. What else do we have on tonight, Smithy? Uh, we have Rebecca Hickmont. She's the president of the Darabin Falcons Footy Club. Uh, she'll be filling us in on their championship winning season, also some of the other sports they're going to get up to up in Darabin. Uh, plus the latest on all codes of footy worth watching, including rugby league. Again, like if we have to talk about <laughs> that and maybe talk about rugby union as well, Rolly. But now we'll get on to all the news with Rolly. Sam Stozer has been stunned by the 296th-ranked American qualifier, Victoria Duval, and the biggest upset of the US Open's first round. The 2011 champion was eliminated by the 17-year-old playing in just her second Grand Slam match. How about that, Smithy? That's pretty bloody impressive. Uh, I love how all the players are ranked so that you know just how badly you've failed by, like, going down to the 299th ranked player. Like, they're just rubbing your face in it, aren't they? I don't even know how they got in there at 299th. Uh, I didn't even know the list went down that long. No. I mean, they must just keep going. But, uh, yeah, well, good on her for being 17 years old anyway. They just seem to get younger and younger and younger. Uh, going across to the Ashes, uh, it looks like the English cricket team's had a bit of a party on the pitch. Uh, writing in the Sun newspaper on Tuesday, off-spinner Graham Swan said of the incident that has uh, hit headlines, we did go out to the middle of the pitch, all the lads drinking beers, singing a few songs and enjoying each other's company. I hope you know where I'm going with the smithy. I think the call of nature might have come on twice, but it was nothing untoward. It was midnight, a private celebration in the middle of the pitch and the ground was dark. I, I just love the non-apology they gave. 
if, if that has caused anyone any offence to anyone, we apologise. I, I love that. I love that. I didn't think I should apologise, but hey, if it has, then I apologise. Look, in any way, Shane Warne's come out and said it was pretty crass and arrogant. Basically, the English t- cricket team, after winning uh, down at Southampton, decided just to take a few beers out onto the pitch. You know, it sort of sounds like a little bit of backyard cricket. And uh, anyway, Kevin Peterson decided to pee on the wickets. It sounds like something you do in a, at a high school mm. after graduation. Oh, you. Yeah. bit rich of Warney to call it crass, though. Well, He'd say it's not up to my standard, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he would have written his name. Um, look, uh, Shane, <laughs> it looks like Shane Warne and Steve War have had a bit of a war again uh, over the baggy green. Uh, Shane, so Warne's come out and said, we had to do this ridiculous thing with Steve War. So this is when Warne was playing uh, about having to wear the baggy green. He said that everyone in the first hour has to wear the baggy green. I said to him, I don't have to wear my baggy to say I enjoy playing cricket for Australia, I want to wear my white floppy. I feel more comfortable in it. And he said, no, we're all doing it. And I said, righto, I'll wear the baggy. So, um, yeah, it looks like uh, they had a, he wanted to go floppy, but war pushed him to wear the baggy. So it sounds like that's where the whole incident between the two started, Smithy. Maybe this is where they've gone wrong. Michael Clark's captaincy is not coming down hard enough on the baggies. Well, you know what. Uh, and, then War, and then, of course, Warren's come out and uh, given Pat Rafter a bit of a serve. He sort of ridiculed them. Uh, and he was just talking about Wimbledon in 2001. And just to top it off, I think Pat Rafter made the final at Wimbledon one year here in the Ashes series. And War wanted everyone to wear the green baggies to Wimbledon. War said, how ridiculous and who did it? Justin Langer and a few other guys wore the baggy green to Wimbledon because they love playing for Australia and that's why they wore the baggy green. So basically Steve Waugh's like that embarrassing dad that makes you, you know, wear some embarrassing daggy t-shirt to a sporting event and mm-hmm. Shane Warne's just saying, I was just so embarrassed. Well, oh my God. I have to put the baggy on. Uh, going over to Denmark, always love a YouTube viral hit. Uh, a couple of Danish fans have made a hit on YouTube after having sex on the pitch after the game. Oh, hello. Uh, Look, this is, I don't know why these things go viral, though. I mean, it's a bit boring. A couple of random people having sex on a... That's field. very European, having sex in any any given location at any given time. Well, you could exactly be walking down the right. street trying to, order a, trying to order a sandwich and two people are going at it in the sandwich shop. Well, there you go. Put that on YouTube. Two people going at it in the sandwich shop. Uh, and the last one being the election... Uh, I love this. You love. It. I love a bit of pork barrelling. You know, when the the Labor and the Liberals just go and give away money because we've got plenty of it. <laughs> uh, so the Liberals have pledged five million to the Broncos Rugby League Club in Brisbane. They're strapped for cash, obviously. Yes, and the Labor Party have pledged three million. So it's of course in a very safe Labor seat. What I do love about the Broncos is they're seventy percent owned by Mr Murdoch. So Murdoch, of course, as we know, is quite poor, uh, and it's quite often known as the uh, the Courier Mail has been come to known as the Bronco Mail sometimes because Murdoch, of course, owns the Courier Mail, uh, and the parties have tried to cover up their pork barrelling by saying um, it's going to be good for getting young kids out to play sport. Yeah, so, I'm sure it's a community facility or something like that. Yeah, community what? facility. Uh, increasing. Uh, they're also going to increase the floor space for pokies, which I thought was quite good with some of the money. So. Um, oh, that's that's terrific. Yeah, glad, glad to work. see the government has a, has the best interests of the players and the and the people at heart. Well, hopefully you're all caught up now with the ongoings around the world in Australia. That was Roly's roundup. You're in the locker room on Joy ninety four point nine. The locker room. Come in and get changed. 
sports news, views and interviews for our community. Joy 94.9. While the men's cricket team have lost the Ashes and failed to win a test, the women's Southern Stars have taken the fight to the Poms and are currently battling out in England. We are now joined on the phone by one of the stars of the team, Alex Blackwell. Good morning, Alex, and welcome back to the locker room. How are you feeling after Thanks last... Thank you very much. No, not a problem. How are you feeling after last night's game? Look, we're, we're all pretty shattered after the loss last night. Um, 2020 cricket's a pretty hard game sometimes and we thought we would be able to chase down that 140 odd total um we did really well to restrict them to 140 with our fielding um we reckon we saved about eight to ten runs in the field so um decent chase for us but we just fell 15 runs short and so alex the, the series is a combination of, of a test and one day as in a 2020 are you still in it Definitely. Uh, we, we currently hold the Ashes. Um, we don't have an option to win this series, but we can draw it. We must win the next two 2020s, and that would be a magnificent effort from, from the position we're in now. We're, we're disappointed to lose the last three games in a row, um, so the final two one-dayers and the first 2020, now just the two 2020s to go. Well, they've been so tight, Alex. You must be feeling the pressure, eh? Yeah, look, England's been playing some really disciplined cricket. Um, we believe we've got the team to, to win this series. We just haven't quite been as disciplined as, as the English girls. So all credit to them. They, they've deserved the victories they've had. Um, I think our victory at Lords was, was excellent. We descended a very low total, and um, we know that we've got it in us. We just have to uh, turn it around now, and we're looking forward to tomorrow, a doubleheader with the men's uh, teams as well. All right, so to tell us a bit more about that. How's that working? Well, we've actually had really good crowds for our standalone matches, but tomorrow we're at Southampton um, at the AGS Bowl and uh, we'll be playing in front of the men's match. So um, who knows, it might be a packed house again for us um, considering it's such an interesting match um, where England have the potential to win an Ashes uh, against us, and we need to save, um, uh, stay in the series. So uh, I'd expect that with these double headers, that we get really good crowds, and it's always a great occasion. So Alex, what's going to be key to turning it round to take out those last two 2020 matches? Do you think we really just need to break it down into um, one ball contests, and it's a bit of a cliche, really, but. We haven't started well, either with the bat or the ball, in each of our matches. So we've been sort of on the back foot and trying to claw back into the game. Uh, we just need to have a couple of our uh, frontline players who are going to have the ball in their hand um, to, to really uh, open well for us and for us to back that up in the field, which I think we've been doing well. And with the batting, we've, we've come up against a big challenge in there, two opening bowlers who have been, I think, their standout players. And we've struggled to score and we've been a couple of wickets down, you know, in the first couple of overs. So we need a better start with both bat and ball. It's kind of interesting, Alex, you mentioning the crowds. We've actually had really good coverage over here. I must actually, believe it or not, congratulate the Herald Sun. They had a, uh, a, a two-page spread uh, on the uh, Southern Stars going over there. So um, it's been really good we've been able to track that. Um, you've been getting some really good run scores over there. Uh, you must be pretty pleased with it. Yeah, look, uh, we, we've been really happy with the support we're getting. Um, we know we want to we perform better, so Australia has a bit more to cheer about, and we're still in this. We've got, we've got a chance to win the Ashes. 
Um, but yeah, we've had a couple of journalists been travelling with us, and um, our media manager Alana Lakeland as well has um, been working really hard to, to get that content out, and, and everyone's picking it up back home, which is great. Yeah. Um, but for me, for me personally, I've you know hopefully want to. Um, or a few more runs and contribute to a victory in this next match. That's my focus. And, and does the series have extra importance because it's the Ashes? Is it something that you really set yourselves for? Yeah, look, England are one of our toughest opponents and in the 10 years I've been playing, it's always been incredible cricket. It always comes down right down to the end and um, as it is in this series, we, we uh, obviously would have loved to wrap it up early, but we've got a appreciate we're playing against one of the best teams in the world and we're currently the world champions and England have stepped up and, and performed extremely well to put us in this position. As uh, the Ashes starts to get nearer to the end, uh, are you getting quite nervous? Yeah, look, I think everyone's been feeling the nerves and um, we know every time we step out there we have to play our best cricket to, to win an Ashes match. Um, it's been a, a new format for us to adjust to Test cricket, one-day cricket and 2020 cricket in the space of three weeks. Uh, but I think we've managed that pretty well. We've just got to... We're not far off and uh, we know that we've got two 2020 games of cricket to win and we'll be bringing those Ashes home. Alex, you're known to our listeners as well as being an Athlete Ally Ambassador. And uh, we've seen in uh, quite a lot of reporting in the papers in the last couple of weeks about the World Athletics Championships in Moscow and the Winter Olympics and what you know, openly gay athletes should do in response to the situation in Russia. Uh, we'd just be interested in your take on those recent events. Yeah, it's been something that um, through Athlete Ally and my association with them that I've learnt more about. Um, and I've been quoted um, in my support for Athlete Ally, Athlete Ally and All Out um, in their efforts to raise awareness around this. And, um, yeah, look, I'm very concerned about... Um, you know, the safety of our athletes and their supporters. And I think, um, yeah, look, it's, it's just such backward laws over there that I'm um, very disappointed to hear about. And, um, yeah, it's uh, totally against the Olympic movement, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, let's hope that, uh, you know, uh, Blake, who's the, the gay um, speed skater, can can perform well over there. That's the best statement he can make, to be on the dais and receiving an Olympic medal. Yeah, good fellow Kiwi. Hopefully we'll, uh, New Zealand will get at least one gold medal this year. Um, Alex, we've got the Darabin uh, Women's Sports Club on and they'll be uh, starting cricket here in Melbourne very soon. Um, be nice to have a bit of a plug for them in a way. You know, why, why should people, can, or why should women especially, consider playing cricket this summer? Well, it's a great time to get involved in, in women's cricket. Um, we've been, a, a, you know, a dominant team, the Southern Stars, for a long time, but now young girls can aspire to being professional cricketers. And, um, you know, that's something that I, I never thought would happen in my time as a cricketer, but we've had a really great um, change in our contract structure, which allows um, our sport to to be professional at the very highest level. So, uh, But I think the mind is it's, it's a really enjoyable sport and uh, there's so many different skills. That's why I love it. Um, you know, batting, bowling, fielding, there's so many different aspects and um, it, it teaches you a lot. It's a pretty levelling sport. You know, it can be tough sometimes, but those, those victories and those really good moments really stand out. So, um, yeah, it's a 
girls should definitely get involved, and um, even if they get involved in boys' teams. That's a really good uh, sentiment there, uh, Alex. I can imagine some people will be out there now signing up to, to play, and we'll be talking to the Darabin Sports Club very shortly. Um, Alex, you've got... Uh, give us a quick rundown. How many matches left in the Ashes? Yeah, so uh, we need to win our match tomorrow. That's our number one focus, to, to stay in this series. Uh, and then we will have a final T20 match on the 31st of August. Uh, and let's hope that that's um, for the Ashes decider. Um, so, yeah, just the two more 2020s, and that will complete a seven-match series. Uh, we, we drew the test match. We won the first one-dayer, lost two, two one-dayers, and then we've just lost the 2020. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting series, and we're really looking forward to these last two games. Good luck for the rest of the season, Alex, and uh, we look forward to you bringing the Ashes home. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. The Locker Room. Come in and get changed. Sports news, views and interviews for our community. Joy 94.9. Good evening, Melbourne. You are in the Locker Room on Joy 94.9 with Roly Smithy and Adam tonight. Now... I was hoping to squeeze it out, but I think we do have to talk Essendon, don't we, Smithy? Look, it's it's finally come to a head, thank God. Tell me, what, what, what's what's the end up round? So nobody actually got convicted of anything. A few people have paid some money, and it seems like 12 months down the track, we should be able to forget about it. Yeah, more of a kind of plea bargain, I think, I guess, they've entered into. And I think it's going to be great because we can all get on with our lives. Mm. Like, we can all finally stop talking about this. And so, it's a good thing for Essendon, like Sir James Hur can blame the media, you know, the, the evil uh, Rupert Murdoch, you know, he can say that he was done by them, and uh, the AFL can say, oh, you know, we, we got a, a satisfactory outcome. Well, I don't think James Hurd is walking away from this exactly looking like he's got clean hands. He's been rubbed out for a year. He's not able to coach, although Essendon have confirmed they're extending his contract to at least 2016 to sort of make up for it. Um the club's been fined two million bucks, so good luck for that. Uh, they've been banned from participating in the 2013 finals, which is the first time that's ever happened in the AFL history. It's been said these are the harshest penalties the AFL Commission has ever handed down in its history. So it actually is really it's it's big stuff. So it's good stuff for North Melbourne, though, is it? Are they in or they're out? Well, they're still in with a chance, actually. So for all the teams that were battling to win ninth spot, now are suddenly battling to win eighth spot. So Carlton can make it if they beat Port Adelaide on the weekend, um, and if Carlton lose, then a bunch of other teams. North North Melbourne, Essendon, oh sorry, North Melbourne, West Coast, Adelaide, and Brisbane are all still in the hunt. So it suddenly created this exciting final round that we weren't going to have. You started getting a little bit boring, but you know, there's always what do they say? That all silver lining to the cloud, or every cloud has a silver lining. So, so just to recap, James Heard, 2016, he can be there maybe for the finals if they do all right next year. Two million dollar fine for Essendon and Stephen Dank. Sunshine Coast somewhere, and Noosa having a having yeah. a gelato, kicking back. Although I imagine Asada still want to talk to him, and they've got new powers because it's not the end of the matter. Unfortunately, there's still the ongoing investigation by the Australian Sports Anti-Doping Authority, who can still look into the matter and still issue infraction yeah. notices to the players. So they'll do nothing. Red tape. We're, we're not out of the woods up. yet. Well, you know, I think it, the AFL will be pleased to rule a line under this, but. Um, I don't think we're going to get the, get to the end of it. I think they've they've cleared the decks from their point of view, and they'd like everyone to move on. But I don't think the sports doping authorities will take that view at all. All right, you're in the locker room on Joy at ninety four point nine. Sports news, views, and interviews for our community. The locker room with Ben and Rolly on Joy ninety four point nine. 
Smithy, were you ever told you could never do something or thought you could never be somebody and that you should just settle with what you have? I've been told that many a times. To question this notion, an exciting photography exhibition is being put together called Wonder Woman by Aviva Mink and uh, Mia Sugiato. Welcome to the studio, ladies. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having us. No, not a problem. Thank you. Uh, So what is the Wonder Woman project? Um, the Wonder Woman project is really um, a photographic editorial um, project about 11 female athletes who are um, excelling in their sports, but they're in male-dominated sports and sports that people don't really know a lot about, so they're not mainstream sports. Um, and it's about showcasing them and showing people that you can do anything that you want to do and you can aspire to be anything you want to be just across the board. So even though it relates to sport, it really kind of accounts for anything in life, I think. We want to let um, every woman out there know that anything is possible when you put your mind to it. So that's the bottom line yeah. of so this project. Who are these 11 women? How did you find them? Um, Ooh, that's a, <laughs> that's a tough question. We basically sourced them out. We basically sourced them out ourselves. Um, the um, common denominator for them is to actually have passions. So yeah, they're, they're national champions, uh, Paralympians, and they're, they're really, really good at what they do. But bottom line is they have to have that passion, otherwise it's really hard for me to bring that out, you know, in, in a photography kind of sense. Me, if I was you, just keep it a secret so it builds up that sort of, uh, that, well, I don't know if I use the word tension, but encourages people to go to the photography exhibition to find out. Um, All the women compete in male-dominated sports? It must be hard for them to compete or to be taken seriously, do you think? It is. It's, I think, what the the core thing across all the different um, women that in their sports, they basically... They're struggling double as hard to get any kind of recognition and to really get their names out there and even for sponsorship or, you know, from what we've actually um, had from interviews with them, we found out that they are... um they're just doing it twice as hard for females across the board in anything really I think we work twice as hard to get recognised so the fact that they're in male dominated sports is just an extra thing that they're actually struggling with to, to be able to succeed in those sports So I'm just curious about this idea of bringing out the passion in someone through a photograph how, yeah. how, about, how do you go about that? That's her job um, that's Maya's <laughs> job Maya's got that's what kind of started the whole project because Maya's got that's what she loves about the photography so that's what led to this project she likes to be able to photograph people and bring out their spirit and their soul and their passion in the photograph. So the style of photogra- photography that she takes, she's trying to do that. And, and I'll let her answer, but basically, you know, she's going to capture that through. It's like a hero shot. There's going to be five or six photographs of each woman. So there'll be about 55 to 60 photographs. And there'll be a little mini story in the photograph. So you get to, because we've interviewed each of them, and you'll get to hear a bit about their journeys, their struggles, their triumphs, and so forth. So you'll be able to hear about it. Must, so, must have been pretty inspirational, was it? Yeah. Definitely, with the, with very. The, I mean, yeah. these people are so gorgeous. They, they're very passionate about what they do. So that's number one. And number two, when you're passionate about what you're doing, you tend to excel. It's kind of like an automatic, almost um, kind of thing. So they. But it's they, never easy. You, know, no, you never excel. You never excel. Um, you know, without the the setbacks and the falling down and getting back up. And that's the thread that goes through all of them. They've all had their, whether it be physical triumphs of, or you know, social, social stigmas. stigmas and so forth. They've had to get back up and up and up. Again again over and over again so no, that's and what I've been doing wrong I haven't been picking myself back up <laughs> <laughs> that's the deal 
So that's I think that's what we're trying to show with the project is really it's about the fact for anyone in life or any any woman out there or any girl who might be doubting that they can do what they love to do, whether it be sports in a mountain sports or, or a job they want to do, basically no matter how many times you get knocked over, mm. get back up again because if you're passionate, you'll go for it. Yeah, it was one of the things, because um, we've got a number of sports clubs here in Melbourne under Team yeah. Melbourne and... Mm. Must admit that sometimes uh, women's participation is probably not as high as, as it yep. could be, being, being yep. such a uh, you know a sporting uh, city and, and nation. So I think exhibitions like these can, and of course, uh, mm-hmm. encourage more people to get into it. Yep. How did the um, how did the project come about? Were you just what having sitting around, sort of having a couple of drinks, and you say, you know what, eleven Wonder Woman, and uh, we'll take some photos or. What happened? Well, um, each year as a business, we set out um, a creative project to actually take us to the next level, basically. Last year in August, we were hired by Moreland City Council to take photos of 50-plus different sports and activities in Moreland area Mm. under an active Moreland uh, initiative. From that moment, it just lit up. The the fire just lit up. I could not get over it. It's just something that I really want to do. I love editorial photography and showcasing the hero shot in this woman is just amazing. So the photographs, the photographs are going to be like A0 poster size plus some A2. So when you walk up to it, we want people to feel that passion and the guts and the glory and the pain even um <laughs> and we when we decided when we started the project the other part of that question was that you know we decided to do this as a portfolio thing for ourselves actually it wasn't meant to be an exhibition or anything but as we met each of the women our lives changed forever we were inspired by their stories and about how to better ourselves in our life so we thought we had to make it bigger so we thought let's have an exhibition let's create a coffee table book let's get it out there so more women can be touched by it so people are out there listening so they might think oh where can i go and see this but yep. that's the issue yes so what do they need to, <laughs> so this sounds amazing and a great opportunity and project yep. how do we get this to become yep. reality um to become a reality, we need money to be able to um, have an exhibition for two weeks. We were trying to crowdfund. Basically, we decided in order to have an exhibition and get the funds in, what better way than to get people participating and feeling part of the whole movement itself even. Like if they they put money towards the project and th- towards the crowdsourcing, they can get a reward in exchange. They might get a picture of the coffee table, uh, sorry, a copy of the coffee table book. They might be able to get a VIP invite to the opening night of the exhibition. They might be able to, you know, um, get some copies of the photos, whatever it be, there's rewards. So that's how crowdfunding works. So basically we need to raise $35,000 to have a two-week exhibition, a VIP opening night, and produce 249 coffee tables books and we've raised two thousand one hundred and five dollars so far we're halfway through actually we have a 60-day limit and we're 30 days just around 30 days at the moment so we really need to like we've been working every day to try to contact businesses people individuals corporation organizations whatever it be because there's exposure opportunities as well for people to be able to have their branding and the exhibition for businesses there's opportunity to be able to get people out there and be associated with making a difference in people's lives so that's what we're doing we need to raise that we've got 30 days and you have to pledge and you know the only way we can do it is if many people even if you know 100 people put five dollars in that's already you know towards the project so that's basically that we need to do yeah. okay. <laughs> we need your help well, well yeah. we wish you all the best with that um thank aviva you, and maya you. thank you so much oh, for coming you. and talking to us in the locker room tonight thank you thank you so much uh, you're on the locker room joy 94.9 we'll be back in a moment you're inside the locker room with ben and rolly on joy 94.9 joy 94.9 
Welcome back to Locker Room on Joy 94.9. And if you are interested in uh, checking out the website of that uh, Wonder Woman project, uh, we'll link that to our Facebook page, but also you can find it at posible.com. That's P-O-Z-I-B-L-E.com slash Wonder Woman Photography Project. Um, Rolly, the Darabin Women's Sports Club, otherwise known as the Falcons, have capped off an amazing undefeated footy season by winning the Victorian Women's Footy League Grand Final. Uh, The Falcons, though, aren't just a footy powerhouse. They offer a wide range of options for all sporty women. And we're now joined in the locker room by Rebecca Hickmont, who is the president of the club. Rebecca, welcome to the locker room. Thanks, guys. Um, first of all, congratulations on your grand final victory. You, must, you guys must be pretty chuffed. Yeah, we're absolutely wrapped. Um, not only did our, our senior side win, we had, we've got a youth girls side, which is an under-18 team, and they won the premiership as well. So um, as a club, football, we've done really well this year. Um, so, yeah, very, very proud. Uh, Rebecca, how many people, how many women are involved in the sports club? Uh, well, we've got um, two senior AFL football teams and a junior youth uh, under 18s football team. We've got two soccer teams um, and an under 18 soccer team. Um, and we have several little junior um, uh, soccer players as well that don't actually play, but we run clinics for them. Um, during the soccer season, um, so that you know that's um, obviously quite a few just in the winter. Um, but over summer we play cricket as well. Um, so we've got about 15 players that play cricket, and we have an eight-ball side that play all year round. So um, our numbers are getting up there. We've got you know well over 150 members at the moment. That's fantastic. And do a lot of those members try their hand at a number of these different sports? Yeah, we have uh, certainly a few of the football girls all play um, cricket during the during summer just to keep fit. Um, a lot of the soccer girls uh, also play some uh, recreational indoor soccer over summer as well to keep fit. Um, and we do on a little bit of basketball during the summer season as well. So we everybody just sort of you know enjoy their sport, I suppose, and and take up the opportunities that we offer with the extra sport over summer. Kind of ironic since uh, football was int- Australian rules football was actually invented as a way to keep cricketers fit in the off-season, but you're actually using yeah. it the other way around. Um, Absolutely. Do, do you think there is a need for a specific women's sports club? Oh, I think so. Um, I've played sport for 30-odd oh, years, um, basketball, and in the early days, football uh, with men, um, and it's just it's a real opportunity for a women's only sports club to just to have a you know an inclusive environment and not be sort of having to worry about what the guys are thinking or doing so um, I think it it really brings women out um, to participate um, and to volunteer and to coach um, where you know sometimes with men around that you know those opportunities aren't there. Rebecca, what sort of uh, reaction do you get when you tell people you play footy? Oh, it's changed a lot, actually. Um, in the early days, people would just go look at you and sort of think, well, you know, <laughs> do women actually even play football? Yeah. Um, but today, it's actually it's it's not so bad. Um, and the Darabin Falcons are quite well known. So, um, you know, it, it, it's nearly like it's a... Um, it's, expected just about that you know people know about the Darabin Falcons so when they say 
oh, you play football, what team do you play for? And we say the Darabin Falcons, they go, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. So it's yeah, definitely changed in the last 10 or 15 years, that's for sure. Look, I, uh, I must admit, so the, let's just say there's a few women out there think considering playing uh, with you guys next season for the, uh, for the footy. How rough is it? I mean, are they looking to get injured or have you got to sort of uh, be willing to make a few tackles or is it or is it more of the running style of your game? Oh, look, the football has actually changed a lot in the last three years. The senior side is very, very fast. They're very fit um, and there's some big tackles, absolutely. So it's very, it's you know, we're getting to a professional um, state of play, really. Um, certainly not professional as in that we get paid or anything, but... Um, the, the competition has in, it has got better um, and I expect that next year it will be um, harder again. The girls will be getting fitter. Uh, for example, we start pre-season training in December um, so the girls are very fit. Um, we also have a second division side that, you know, the, it's not as uh, rigorous with the fitness um, so it, you know, a little bit can be a bit more fun and um, not so serious. Hopefully no uh, cutting-edge supplements programs either. Hey, <laughs> no. Re- Rebecca, if any people are listening, how can they find out more about the Falcons? Um, jump on our website, falcons.org.au. Um, we have can subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Um, and all of the email addresses for the different clubs, uh, the different sports, um, cricket, for example, is on the website, so you can just send an email. Um, to whichever sport you're interested in. Cricket, for example, starts in the first week of October. Uh, we'll start training very soon. So, um, you know, and my email's on the website as well, so I'm really oh, happy to... That's brilliant. Uh, and Alex Blackwell, vice-captain of the Southern Stars, of course, plugged uh, your club and said that people should get down and play cricket, which was very good, and uh, you'll have many a people emailing you tonight, I bet, uh, Rebecca. And, of course, we have to assume there'd probably be a pretty good social scene down there as well. Absolutely. We oh, all good. Uh, yeah, socialise together. And, and That's the whole reason for playing time. sport, the social Absolutely. and the fitness. Uh, Rebecca, thanks so much for joining us in the locker room, and uh, good luck to Darabin over the summer for the cricket. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. The locker room with Ben and Rolly on Joy 94.9. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. Uh, Smithy, we've got a new play that's been currently uh, being produced and it's uh, coming out as part of Melbourne Fringe. I thought you might find this of interest. It's uh, called The Sheds and we're putting a link on the Facebook what happens when an AFA, AFL player comes out? Contro, controversial new player, The Sheds, from writer-director James Cunningham, examines the mateship and masculinity in Australia sport. Darren Anderson, the star player for the premiership-winning Fitzroy Fighters AFL team, is young, talented, a household name, and so convinced of his popularity that when he announces that he's gay, he assumes the news will be readily accepted by everyone. It isn't. So it uh, sounds like quite an interesting sort of... Uh, kind of interesting genre that they're trying to do as part of Melbourne Fringe. I like a bit of live theatre. You and I should head down to that. Yeah, so look, it's uh, mid-September. The ticket price is in the mid to high 20s, uh, just up there in North Fitzroy. So, um, yeah, uh, have a look or just give it a Google or go on the Melbourne Fringe website and you will find it. Uh, We caught up before about Essendon, not talking about that, and the rest of the clubs. So what are the main three games we should be looking out for or maybe of interest 
to somebody like myself? Uh, look, I think um, Sydney Hawthorne on, on Saturday night, uh, Friday night rather, up in Sydney, I think that's going to be a huge clash, uh, top of the table versus other team currently in fourth. Um, I, I'm, I'll be heading down there on Sunday afternoon on Father's Day to watch uh, Collingwood versus North, so hopefully my Rue boys can bring it home uh, to wish my father a happy Father's Day. That'll so, be a very good match, that yeah. one. So how many games have they lost by one point this year? No, no, I'm not rubbing it in. <laughs> Don't know, you should have your face. Just, no, no, I, I didn't mean a lot. Well, I'm what so I mean, well, really crushed. Have a I'm so crushed. Then. They have lost nine games by 16 points or less. Yeah, so they've actually got a really good chance. Which what is I was a trying to lead to is they actually have a really good chance against Collingwood. I wasn't trying to suggest that they were... Oh, look, I'm, I'm backing them all the way. I mean, yeah. look, 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 hope springs eternal. And, you know, I think what's been interesting about seeing Essendon crash out is the way that it's, it's actually enlivened the last round to, to create these new opportunities. Uh, so going outside of AFL, we got any big uh, rugby games or rugby league games this week that keep out, or is that all just sort of simmering away? Uh, look, I think um, we're all not paying a lot of attention to rugby after the, another disaster for the Wallabies on the weekend against the, the All Blacks going down 27-16 in Wellington. I think we're just giving giving rugby a, a break for the week. What mm. was kind of interesting with the, I think it's the Castrol Rugby, or Castrol, whatever you call it, uh, Rugby League competition. So you have the Pumas from Argentina, the Box from, or Springboks from South Africa, of course, and then uh, the Aussie Kiwis. Um, the Springboks and the Pumas, uh, 76-10 to the South Africans uh, a week ago, uh, the Pumas came back in uh, Buenos Aires to uh, 22-17, just about took it out, which was incredible uh, switch around for them so it's yeah. really good to see another country taking up rugby yeah. and, and, and huge distances the teams have to travel in that competition so it's quite a gruelling gruelling competition to win the rugby championship yeah well that's exactly right uh, and yeah do you know what we don't know too much about the league this week but I will make a concerted effort to uh, update you on the well, next I can I can tell you that the Storm absolutely thrashed the Parramatta Eels 64-4 on the weekend and they're primed heading into the final series. And What's wrong with the Eels? Did they not even turn up? I mean, yeah, well, that's not pretty, is it? They, they sent out the reserve grade to play in place of the yeah. seniors. Jeez. You don't want to be there when that's happening, do you? Uh, what else have we got on this week in sports, Smithy? I think uh, the Aussies, Flushing Meadows, US Open. Uh, what do we got? Bernard Tomic struggling through the first round, but there was no such trouble for teenager Ash Barton. I haven't heard this person before. Have you heard of Ash Barton? No. Anyway, they're doing very well. Uh, after the Aussies struggled in the Test Match Series with a 3-0 loss, let's hope they can win back some Aussie pride in the first two of the 2020 matches taking place this weekend. Yeah, where they don't wear baggy green in the 2020. It's it's a, it's a canary yellow. Mm, they might be going for the wet patch on the on the pitch. You, you know, you could get a bit of turn in that, couldn't you? No, you don't get yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't get that, no. Well, because they peed on the pitch. Yeah, I know, anyway. I know. I'm just trying not to go there. Uh, athletics, uh, Australian cross-country and race walking championships t- taking place this weekend. Other than that, I think that's a good wrap-up of sports this weekend. What a monster show tonight. I know. And uh, we'll get that all podcasted and up on the website very shortly. Uh, Smithy and Adam, thank you very much for joining us in the locker room tonight. Pleasure as always. Always fun. Do you want to hold your own in a sports conversation? Get a better pub quiz score or just like the sound of two boys talking about ball sports? Then join Ben and Rolly in the locker room on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.